Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kadeem Phillip, and I am one of your co-hosts for Wrestling with Romance podcast. I want to say thank you, first and foremost, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy our first episode officially. Uh, I just wanted to give you a disclaimer before this episode begins. You will hear a little interference within the first 10 minutes or so. And unfortunately, that came from my airing. Uh, I was having microphone issues before. I had to switch to a headset microphone. And then I realized that my earring was dangling and touching the damn microphone and messing it up. And I just want to apologize for the interference that you're going to hear. I hope it doesn't cause any displeasure. I hope you're able to sit through the rest of the episode. But I wanted to let you know that ahead of time. So that way you can still enjoy this episode. Make sure to like the subscription and yeah, we'll see you guys next week for our second episode. Peace and enjoy this episode. No, so I was on, I've been running hinge and hinge is better like it's better than the tinder and the bumble because mm-hmm. it's like it's more of a real like person whereas on the other side of like tinder and hinge it's kind of like it's like a vessel of romance rather than hey you threw the word in there it's <laughs> like anything real like i feel like all of my tinder matches have always been hookups and all my bumble matches have always been hookups like whereas hinge i've actually gotten a few dates out of um all of whom led nowhere but at least there was a process that happened except in this one <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the first episode of wrestling with the romance <laughs> this is just how the show is gonna go we're gonna come in and shoot not um my name is Kadeem, but i go by life of Dean, and i'm joined by my co-host here who was telling his lovely story? <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Simon. I go by Jack Simon. Um, I'm the single one in this pair right now. Uh, I'm just a wee lad trying to make his way through the world. Uh, I have, I got, I have a wrestling and I have a romance problem. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, it turns out I'm controversial in both areas. Uh, this is something recently I've only found out. Um, it's like anything, like anything in my life, I do two cheeks, no half-assing. I I have a bit of a self-control issue. Right. So like when wrestling's hot, when there's a hot product right now, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like the opposite of what's going on with AEW right now. Like it's like there was times where I was watching Rampage, uh, Dynamite, Dark, Mm -hmm. Dark Elevation. I was watching theory videos during the week. Right. It's a full indulgence. Yeah. Right now, I wish I was indulging in romance. It's pretty time. No, so I was... <laughs> girl, we go on a date. Um, it goes really well. We hang out. She's an absolute hoot. We're laughing. She's a bit loud. Mm. Like just her voice is loud, which is like a powerful voice or just like her presence is just like, damn. Um, both Mm -hmm. like, but like, it was like, I had to note. I'm like, she's being loud. Like people are looking. (laughs) 
<laughs> like that level of you're loud. <laughs> we had to noticeable to everybody. In right. The area. Like it's just borderline rude, but bless your heart. Like, and I don't care when somebody's too much. I'm a little bit of that as well. I get it. But oh, like, I've learned that in the short time that we've known each other, Jack. <laughs> I've known way more about your love life. No, way more about the things you've done in your life. Yeah. In your very short time on this earth compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> and this and just I, all started from wrestling. And, yeah. from- and I try to be as what you see, what you get. Um, hung out for like three hours, ate a little, drank a little, mm-hmm. made out at her car afterwards. Um, she was actually more aggressive than me. And then we met up. Um, no, I was gonna cook for her at my place, and then she wasn't feeling well, and I went over. So I went over to her place and cooked, and I made mm-hmm. oh, I made this incredible uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup, tomato soup from scratch, grilled cheese. I did sourdough bread, um, Munster and mozzarella, um, with a. Uh, what's those fancy tomatoes called? What, cherry tomatoes or sun-dried tomatoes? Sun-dried tomatoes. Okay. Sun-dried tomatoes, ham, cream cheese, and then I did it egg in the hole. Mm-hmm. So you like, I will tell you something. I've yeah. never had grilled cheese with tomato soup the day of my life. Don't give me that look. Don't you do not like that. tomato soup? I, I've, I've only had tomato soup maybe twice in my life. So I've never known that people eat grilled cheese with tomato soup. I never even knew that was a thing until like maybe two years ago. I it's found out. I found out pickles come from cucumbers like two years ago. Who am I to judge? Um. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna save that for another time. <laughs> That's another question. Bucket and of course, you know this grilled cheese is incredible. It's got that yolk dripping down. I made it just right. Um, have some tomato soup. We watch the movie True Romance. You know, mm-hmm. we shake the bed a little bit. I spend the night. <laughs> you know, uh, we go 20 toes, all that stuff. And great. You know, things are rocking and rolling. I, the next day, we're texting again. Mm-hmm. And he drops a booty pick on me. Mm-hmm. And this okay. thing is like the size of the whole frame. Just like. <laughs> Wonderful. Right. And I'm like, cool. You know what? I like her. She's funky. She's promiscuous. She's a little bit wild. This is really, I think, something for me. Um, right. The next day, I texted her to hang out on Monday. I had the day off. Mm-hmm. She doesn't answer me. And next day, Saturday, she doesn't answer me. Sunday rolls around. I'm like, what happened here? What What went wrong? Um, so and a I whole week a, goes by. No, I, a whole weekend goes by. Oh damn! Okay, yeah, That's super fast. All right, okay. This whole weekend goes by, and like I'm still not like like things happen. I know, of right. course. Like phones break, they get lost, um, emergencies happen, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it would be peculiar to go from booty pics to ghost in like. Like, I can see my left on red and the booty in the same phone screen. Okay. And then she texts me. Mm. Uh, 
Hey, I just wanted to let you know I've gotten into a relationship. Uh, but like, thank you so much. It was really fun hanging out with you. And I've had a lot of wild things happen in my dating life. God damn. God that damn. I think is the worst. I, I have to ask her for context. I was like, can you just tell me like what happened here? <laughs> I didn't let I didn't wow. let my pride get in the way of me. That is a wow. Okay. That's an interesting fucking turnaround because that is And my chum one. Twist. That like seventy two hours and it just went from kind of promiscuous testing to hey, I have a relationship. Yeah. Wow, holy shit. Um And it's like, you know, it's her body. She can do whatever she wants with it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no shame on that level. It's just I just find it peculiar. I find it <laughs> wild in that sense. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I would end up looking at my life like, what has this become? Like yeah. where oh, where, where did this go wrong? It was <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Just like what happened here in my life that this is now happening? Were you just not too enthused with the photo? Did you not show enough enthusiasm? It could be. That's actually a good point. Because that could have been it. You could have. You could have just. How did you respond? Did you just respond with words? Uh yeah, I tried to be funny, like I always do. Like. Fucking Christ, Jack. What do you mean by driving? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Actually, I tried to be funny and I was sexy about it. You know, it's like if okay. I was over there right now type stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. That That's, that's not that bad. Because, you know, there's certain levels you have to respond to certain things. Especially if you're getting a photo, you know, with effort. You have to match the effort with the response. <laughs> like, you know, usually a gif is a good one. I feel like gifts are always good to respond with because you can always be a little extra dramatic with a gift. <laughs> to find one that's a little over the top, you know. One where you send a gift where it's like he died and he just laying on the floor like, oh my God. Like, you know, you can always find these things. So, Jesus, that is just yeah. nuts. I remember that day when we was, because we was watching Dynamite. And you had said that, and you was just down. I remember you just had your hood on during, like, the whole Zoom. And then you told the story, and I'm just like, what the hell happened? And even as you tell me the story, I'm still like, what the hell happened? Oh, I want to call her. I, I want now a you gotta... timeline created of, like, <laughs> order of events. Well, yeah, dating world is weird, right? Like, the dating world itself is weird. Lord knows I haven't been in the dating world for... About five, five, nearly six years now. I um, was partying with some uh, deathmatch wrestlers in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Back when they had, used to have, um, Casanova Valentine had his no ring deathmatch matches at the Tender Trap in Brooklyn. Oh, okay, okay. Have you been to that bar? No, I mean, I've heard of it. I've seen... Like, it's a, it's actually one of my favorite bars in New York City, or was one of my favorite bars in New York City. It's closed now, unfortunately. Probably due to the pandemic, unfortunately. A bunch uh, of shit got closed around then. Hang on, pause. Are you getting that on your side? There's like a scratch. It might be me, and it might be my hair. Okay. Give I don't know it's getting picked up. It, oh. Might be my earring. <laughs> my earring, because my earring's next to the mic. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that definitely is getting picked up then. Sorry, folks. 
better? Much better. Yeah, it was my earring. Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, I've never been to that spot. I've heard about it, but I've just never been to it. It's, you know, you're at a dive bar when you ask for Jack Daniels and they serve you Evan Williams. <laughs> yes, that is a dive bar. Yeah, that's like, and no like questions asked. Like I was like, Jack Daniels on the rocks. And he goes, we have Evan Williams and just poured it like staring into my eyes. <laughs> just like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, th- this is where you're at. This is what you're doing tonight. <laughs> Get on board. It was like, what you going to do about it now, big boy? <laughs> just like staring at you. <laughs> and oh, I was there. God. We were there late night. And it was like a bunch of deathmatch wrestlers came out to support. Um, and I won't name drop, but there were a bunch of cool motherfuckers there. Mm-hmm. One of them being... Um, and one of them who had a wife and I were talking before she mm-hmm. got totally obliterated. A guy with a Superman t-shirt and it was the best thing ever. She, he got, she got like, just, he got, got too close to her boyfriend while the boyfriend was wrestling and he saw him later or she saw him later. And she just like unloaded at him. This dude was like 300 pounds and she was just like punching into his chest. I'm like, I want you to, I want you to understand that is like playing Pictionary for wrestling fans. What is something that would happen after a independent deathmatch show? And that is a woman obliterating a man that is 300 plus pounds in a Superman team. That sounds like a picture you draw. Just a woman like Superman punching a man with a Superman team and is built like he's fucking Yokozuna. Like it's just like, Every time it's just... I see that clip of Seth Rollins doing the moonsault off of the guy in the Superman t-shirt, uh, yeah. I think about <laughs> him. <laughs> oh, I love that. His, his clips have been going around this week. Who? Seth, Seth Rollins. They're doing a lot of stuff. Everybody's remembering like the pre-injuries. Um, Seth yes. Rollins, who... As good as Seth Rollins is now, um, and I think he's very good. Yes. Pre-injury Seth Rollins, like Shield Seth Rollins, um, the Authority Seth Rollins. Mwah. I love that Seth been, Rollins. Could have been, or at least deserved to be, like top five wrestlers in the world. I think it's a matter of a few things when you look at a wrestler like that. I think one uh, injuries for sure. Let's not even. He's been blown out his fucking knee. Like his whole knee was his blown. His back is being held together by like silly string and silly putty. Like it's exactly. Silly. And then his back, as you said, but I also think that WWE schedule. If you think about it, from like when he first came back from that first knee injury, he hasn't stopped. Like he's just been in there regular. Gr- like the pandemic kind of slowed him down because you didn't have to do house shows and shit. So he kind of got to save his body through that. But he hasn't had a chance to really work a light schedule. Like he just goes. And I think also the WWE style now that he's older with those injuries, he's gone to a safer bag. Oh, well, I think he also not just safer. He can't do the things he used to do. Yeah, I think some of those things like I think I seen a clip like really earlier today. Of when you had Luke Harper like 
try to German him off the top rope, and he did like a moonsault and then later. Yeah, he's yeah, not doing that. I was going around and then yeah. led me to some like Tyler Black indie highlights where but he Seth, can move like Ray Phoenix almost. Yeah, Seth is still somebody. Don't get me crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it'll happen. But he is one of those people who I would love to see if they could get a one more run outside of WWE. Like if they chose to do another run and if he can, if he chose to do it, but he chose select spots. So it's like he could do a big show where they're going to pay him a lot of money. Like he could do a Wrestle Kingdom and then he could take a break for a little bit and then he could go do some other big show. You know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like Seth is one of those people where it's like, he really is an indie person. Like he came from that indie system. He came from the indies. So he's one of those people that interests me. A long time ago, bro. It was, but it's like every really long time ago. Because when I look at um, Danielson, to me, Danielson and Daniel Bryan couldn't be two different. Couldn't be two more different wrestlers. Sure, and I actually thought that like I wasn't overly. Imp- no, that's not. True. I didn't love Daniel Bryan the way everybody loved Daniel Bryan. Um, mm. like, I thought like okay, obviously he's amazing, but I never saw like okay, he's unquestionably the best in the world and one of the best to ever do it. Right. Until he went to AEW, and right away I was like, oh, now I see it. And it's probably because I hadn't watched, <laughs> like I hadn't grown up with Brian Danielson, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Well, and this will lead into this, you know, our finding of our fandoms, right? Like we yeah. both found fandom at a different time. My introduction to wrestling, ECW, WCW early 90s like i didn't get into i didn't get into wwe until around king of the ring king of the ring 98 run to take it through mankind off the hell in the cell was the first match i ever seen in wwe so that was my introduction like i missed hbk's first run i didn't know uh kevin nash's diesel or scott hall as razor room i didn't know who the hell those people were but I was into the cruiserweights in WCW. That's who brought me in. I was into like the extreme hellacious things you would see in ECW. Like Dudley's, early Dudley's where Spike was getting flung halfway into the fucking crowd. You had New Jack coming down and stapling people's heads while you have the music still playing and stuff like that. Mind you, I'm seven watching this and my brain is like, what is this? (laughs) And you're so, you're not that much fa- big of a fan of like the deathmatch wrestling scene now, right? It's it's kind of okay. I could watch a few. It depends on where we going. Like if it's you know some of the stuff, yeah. But when we start stacking the light tubes and we jumping off of a cardboard plank through a whole fucking bed of light tubes and shit and barbed wire, I'm like the George Janela spot. The George Janela use his name Zandig spot. I'm like. Where the fuck we going? Where, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're we lighting our feet on fire to super kick people. What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? And it's not that I hate it, because I think the thing that I love about wrestling is there's varieties. Wrestling is art. The way you have oil, contemporary, you have, you know, portrait, you have abstract, you have realist, you have all that shit with wrestling. You know, I mean, I'm an artist, as you can see from my background. Like, there's a bunch of shit. But deathmatch is something it doesn't really pique my fancy too much. Yeah, no. But I watch. I watch. I just won't go live because you can't convince me that glass don't be flying every fucking where. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, it's funny that the Blackcraft wrestling show, the single worst wrestling show ever, ever, ever. Like, I've never heard of this. Like, ever was the best, the worst there ever is, the worst there ever was, the the worst there ever will be. It cannot be a worse show than this one. And we'll talk about it entirely one day because it deserves an own episode. Oh, for sure. Um, But we will have like the worst shows we've ever attended. One of the opening match was um, it was like a hook and chains match. So what the fuck were, is a hook and chains match? Instead of ropes, there was chains, like like biker chains, and then like big fishing hooks on them. Kind of like a saw trap if a roof was a wrestling ring. I was going to say that's sounds like fucking saw 11 it sounds like what happens in like the next saw movie <laughs> the moment you hit the chains though the the hooks just went flying everywhere like everywhere oh no it was oh, no. so poorly thought out and i just remember one of the like the ringside crew like sadly like taking one of the hooks that fell and like putting it back on to the chain just like oh this was after it started like 45 minutes late. I think it was longer. I think it was like an hour 45, actually. That sounds fucking ridiculous. And that's where my fandom lies a lot. Um, I love love deathmatch wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick Gage will never get enough credit for how good of a wrestler he is. Xandon, oh for that God. matter, will never get as good enough credit for how good of a wrestler he is. And I would, wrestler, I mean wrestler. Like, right. not like, oh yeah, he's fun to watch, or like his style is fun to watch. I mean, he is an incredible wrestler, and Deathmatch just happens to be his style. Yeah. Um, I wish people could see when you were, when we was in the chat. Who would you love to see in the G1? And the first thing Jack says, Nick Gage. And I'm just he's like, so Lord. fucking funny. He's <laughs> so funny. But that, I don't think that was my first pick. My first pick was Darby Allen. It, was Darby Allen your first one for that or Super Juniors? No, Darby Allen was my first pick for Yeah, it was. Um, but I remember when you yeah, put Nick Gage, Nick I was Gage like, would be cool. And I was like, I want to say you're joking, but I know you're not. Like, I, I know you're what, what I really love about the G1 which mm-hmm. I try to watch as much of every year, but that's that's just a lot of graphs, bro. It's that's, too much. That's three hours every day. And I'm glad it exists. I'm not asking for I it to it. be shortened. Love it. Um, it is, there's very few unique things left in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and the G1 Climax is. And there's, yeah. there's even less so like special events in wrestling now. Yeah. Because there's so much of it. Uh, it's something I think AEW wants to work on, mm-hmm. uh, needs to work on. Like it doesn't have that marquee event, whereas WWE has Royal Rumble, uh, Money Mania, in addition to WrestleMania. I would but say Money in the Bank is kind of dying, but we can get into that another time. People, but like I feel like people get more excited for Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, and WrestleMania. Like, Absolutely. People, yeah, like I mean, be like people love people love WrestleMania more, but people get more excited for Royal Rumble. I would actually say I think people love Royal Rumble more. Interesting, and because get more excited for WrestleMania. Yeah, because I think the idea of WrestleMania it's kind of like the Super Bowl. WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl, 
a lot of people might not even give a fuck about who's playing in the Super Bowl, yeah. but they'll watch yeah. it. You know, you'll get to you'll get to commercials. You'll see some highlights. You'll see some special performances. You know, maybe you'll find something interesting. But the Royal Rumble to me is like, you know, Mania's coming up because you get the Royal Rumble. You know that you're going to get at least one to two surprise entrances. If you don't, it's a shit rumble. But you need at least one to two surprise entrances. Some years you might not know. Some years you might already have a you know, a good idea. You might get an Iron Man performance, an Iron Woman performance. Royal Rumble, to me... Which are so overplayed now. Yeah, I think they try to do it too much. Every, every Royal Rumble has an Iron Man. Every Royal Rumble first entrant... Like last until like twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. The novelty uh, yeah. has worn off, and it's it's not a well, knock against the wrestlers. It's always impressive, but it's just not protecting the prestige of that position. Well, I think the last one that really didn't was when you had the Sasha Banks. Like, well, Mercedes Monet's last one. She was dumped out pretty early, yeah. even though she was like number one or two. And but this year. This year's was good with Gunther because it did make him look Gunther. like him, last, him lasting all the way to 30 to face Cody as the last one, two people made it made sense as him as an Iron Man. Because then when you look at his reign, it's always the follow up. Because he's a monster. Yes. In all sense of the word. Well, I mean, Royal Rumble odds just dropped. I never go with those things. I don't go with them, but I think they're notable for... <laughs> I think it's notable both uh, for like insider knowledge uh, and where fans' heads are at. And right now it's LA Knight and The Rock. Neither are getting it. Who do you think is getting it? Who do you give best odds to right now? We're going to get into this, but you didn't finish with your fandom stuff. Finish with your fandom and let's get back to the Rumble and let's get back to some of that stuff. But what you finish with the Deathmatch wrestling is my favorite wrestler of all time will always be John Cena. Right. That is the wrestling that I grew up on. Um, Deathmatch I got into later. I I got, um, you know, in to paraphrase the Jets joke about that Artie Lang used to tell. Uh, at first, I was into the Jets, and then I got into girls, and then I got back into the Jets. It's at first I was into pro wrestling, and then I got into girls, and I got back into pro wrestling because pro wrestling because a girl won't always fuck you, but pro wrestling will always fuck you. Especially Vince McMahon's pro wrestling. <laughs> Especially Vince McMahon's. Pro- so I was I watched it until like eighth grade, and then I chased chicks in high school, um, and then I got to college and. In college, I got hot and realized that what girls love the most is hot dudes who are authentic. And I was right. like, I love pro wrestling. I'm just going to watch pro wrestling and be happy. Yeah. Um, but originally, what I grew up on was WWE. I didn't even know anything else existed. Yeah. John Cena. And my. And it really came full circle for me when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And. It was the first episode of SmackDown. It was the first episode, I think, of any wrestling in the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. when Triple H came out and said, just let us take your mind off things for a couple hours. Right. And John came out 
And he looked around, it was all quiet. And he talks to the camera guy as he always did. Mm -hmm. And he said, I hope, I think it's going to be a paraphrase, but he said mm -hmm. to the sense of, you and I can hear each other now. It's just us. It's going to be all right. Let's get to work. And I just started bawling. Like, I just started right. crying and crying and crying. Because, like, John's here. And John's yeah. always been here. And John was here through, you know, me getting bullied as a kid. John was here, like, as I grew up. Uh, John was there for me getting into college. John was there when I got my first girlfriend. John was there when I lost my virginity. Well, not literally, but you're trying to get. <laughs> I would pray not. I would pray <laughs> not in the corner just giving you the you can't see me. You can't you see me. The salute. Giving me the salute. Spinning the belt as he gives you the salute as you just keep yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no! But, but and, again, it's, it's, it's your form of love. It's that place of comfort. And John was there every week, and I think that's yeah. what is beautiful about pro wrestling is yeah. that every week, no matter what, you can turn on the TV and you'll have pro wrestling. You'll see a new story being told. You'll see, you'll see people giving their absolute hardest to mm -hmm. something that's a little inherently silly. Um, right. There's something beautiful about the human condition of that is that we're willing to suspend belief to indulge in these incredible stories. Right. Um, and if you're a pro wrestling fan, you get to do it on a weekly basis, 52 weeks a year. Forever. I tell people this, the one thing that when people ask me, why am I still a wrestling fan? I said it's the one thing that technically never stops. Yep. Like, I'm going to always find new people to be invested in. I'm going to find new stories to have interest in. I'm going to find different ways that this resonates and connects with me. It's like, it's never going to stop. Like, it's always going to keep going. Like, it's one thing about wrestling. There's no off season, which could be detrimental because sometimes wrestlers do need to go sit the fuck down and rest. But that's the thing, right? And for you, that... John Cena and that promo was like something that just reinforced your love for wrestling. Right. And I remember because again, different eras. We have like just slightly different eras. Different eras. Not like crazy, but slightly different. So for me, it's weird. I never really saw myself in The Rock. Like even though The Rock is a black world heavyweight champion, I technically never saw myself in The Rock. Cause he he looks Samoan like like we could we could cut the we we can't lie like well I think it's also why Stone Cold also like always got the WrestleMania wins and was yeah. like a better babyface is that you can see yourself in Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's more of a person right nobody can, man. nobody can be the Rock like, right and it was just one Rock right and it was like I remember. I loved wrestling, but I just always felt like, damn, I feel like people like me ain't really getting a shot. <laughs> like, you know, I just felt like people like me ain't really getting a full shake. To this day, even though I appreciate him for NXT, I appreciate him for some of the creative stuff now in WWE. But if you think I'll ever forget Triple H's people like you, should it be being people like me? <laughs> 
as a teenage boy. <laughs> I'll never forget those words. And then he beat Booker T with one fucking pedigree. And it took him 30 seconds to get the cover. Booker T's at that wrestling with like Jake the Snake Roberts as like the worst luck in wrestling history. <laughs> yeah, and even when Booker T got the World Heavyweight Championship, it still just didn't feel like the belt. It felt and, like he got like the belt I already knew him to have in WCW. Yeah, like you know, it didn't feel like it. So it was like I just never seen someone that really felt like me. You know get the wwe belt because i'd say like i always looked at the world heavyweight championship as wcw because i grew up in wcw first so that's how i associated it but man it was a it was a weird time because the thing that you know i did fade off in college djing guy in the fashion guy in the clothes guy in the having fun you know you what the shit you do when you get to college you, you know you yeah. go off and do that but i remember the pipe bomb was what pulled me back punk was like speaking for me because and maybe this may end up into an episode about how I felt about John Cena in them days and how this is very much a conflicting podcast that we have here and how <laughs> two people on the opposite coin. But, but I think I think know. both things can be true. Like for clarity, I loved CM Punk in that promo mm-hmm. on and I love John Cena. Yeah. Um, and let's remember, you don't get that promo unless John Cena exists. I will um, never, I've never doubted that. But I don't think also, like, well, the booking was good around him. But I think like you needed John Cena, the character for CM Punk to have that moment. They were perfect gonna, foils for each other. Like CM Punk was turn, always John Cena's best opponent. Are we ever going to turn the trial of John Cena that we had into the Zoom into an episode on this podcast? I feel like... Okay, cool. So that I will say <laughs> that may have to be an episode. So we would have to do that. But I had followed Punk from ROH. I knew about ROH and stuff because I did really kind of fall off of the WWE product for a little bit. I got into Impact or TNA at that time. You know, I got into Love, like Samoa Joe's, AJ Styles. Like that was my stuff, ROH. So, like how you said, Brian Dennis didn't hit you. That was like the, the greatest. But I knew, you know. I knew what he really did in ROH. I was like, oh, this man's a psychopath. I was like, <laughs> like, I knew him from then. But when Punk, around that time, it brought me back in. And I was really more into wrestling again. And I remember Money in the Bank 2013. I went to Philadelphia to actually see the show. Uh, that's actually Punk's last Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, at a rest stop, I met Kofi Kingston. Really? Me and him actually, yeah, I actually have a I photo. I that. Yeah, this is, I'm sharing the story now. I actually met him. I took a photo with him. And I realized, holy shit, we're the same height. Like, we are the same height. Well, you're six foot 11, so. I <laughs> He's definitely not. Because there's this damn fucking joke I, that I'm I, a giant. I didn't realize that Kofi was eight foot six. <laughs> Don't let Vince tell you anything different, okay? But, I didn't realize that Kofi kicks him inside <laughs> a relay tower. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, I just started growing my dreadlocks. I just, um, like, I wasn't even a year into growing my dreadlocks. I would met him. Cool as dude. Cool as hell. Just really kind. Um, but he was injured at the time. So it was cool to meet him. And at this time, I, I thought about doing wrestling school. 
I thought about trying. I was 23. Like, I was like, why not? I could give it a shot. My back said, fuck no. So that's what happened. Um, but I became such a fan of everything they started to do with New Day when he came back. And I was still, in the, I was heavy into wrestling. I was watching every week. I remember when Kofi Mania started. And I remember I was just like, when they did the gauntlet, and I was just like, uh, you know, they probably just going to have him beat quick. And I seen him beat AJ, him beat, well, not beat AJ, he lost AJ, but him beat Orton, beat Danielson. I was just like, whoa, whoa, what is, what are they doing? And then I remember that Elimination Chamber match. And I've never wanted him to win that belt so much. Because it just felt like somebody who really looks like me, dreadlocks, Black is about to win the championship. And I remember he didn't win the Elimination Chamber. And then then they did the fast lane whole thing of B plus player. That whole build. I hated that fucking build. But whatever. That's I hated it too. The, it, it, I just hate the code. They're like B plus player, when you're saying it to a black man, just kind of makes me want to cringe to the side. <laughs> well, it was... They just ran the same booking like week after week and like at that point e fans were just willing to put up with anything for kofi to get the chip yeah um but like he never like it was they just did gauntlet matches every week yes and i was just like please let's not do this but when new ideas getting thrown that way it was so vince (laughs) so vince but i remember that match and I remember I went into that match just saying, they're not going to let him win. Like, I, that's just my thought process. WWE had, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, you I've thought been even beaten. that going to win? I had no hope. Because I was like, there's no way. Like, WWE has pulled the rug out. Remember, the year before, if I'm not mistaken, was Roman versus Brock and the New Orleans 34. And everybody just figured, oh, you're going to crown Roman. And they still let Brock win. So then I was, I'm, I'm definitely not convinced a year later that you have learned from your fucking mistakes. You just threw Charlotte into a women's title program with Rhonda and Becky that she didn't need. Yeah. Why should I be convinced you're going to let Kofi Kingston win on WrestleMania? That was, a, that was bad. That, uh, you want to talk about bad builds. That oh, we can red build. We will have an episode about builds we absolutely that, hate. That, yeah, that's going to make everyone. But I remember when he started doing the stomp kicks to Brian, I was just like, wait a minute. And then he started to do the, the clap, the New Day clap for the Trouble in Paradise. I was like, they're going to let him win. They're actually going to let him win. And he kicks him, covers him. One, two. I'm like, I'm like, I swear to fucking God, I will break everything in my room if his arm shoots up before three. And he got the three. And I cried. That was like the most happiest I have ever been as a fan that watches WWE. Now, we will not talk about the end of that. We shall end this story right there. We're going to pretend like that was was wrestling series finale. For me, that was definitely the series finale of me being a heavy WWE fan. It died. It died in October of 2019. <laughs> Let me tell you, it died a very brutal death. Uh, the series finale of pro wrestling is going to be um, uh, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega making out. 
And that sounds like your actually, it's gonna be their wedding. <laughs> but now that we got this, just let them be a couple on screen. Like, or why don't they just say it's it's Kenny's ex boyfriend? That was the whole gimmick. I don't know. Maybe Kenny doesn't want to do it. I have no fucking clue. They used to kiss in fucking New Japan. I mean, I've understood. I don't have a problem with it. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I know, but it's like it doesn't make sense that like uh, Omega Na would be. No, I don't know. Listen, who the hell knows? But back to this Rumble thing. You were texting me who I think. Yeah. Okay. Do I, who do I want a fantasy book or who do I think is gonna win? Both. Fantasy what? book, Gunther. Gunther. Who I think is gonna win, Cody. I don't know if they go the same exact route. Are you out of your fucking mind? Last week they teased Roman and Cody face. Oh, they're definitely gonna have another match. Like, how do you get know. Cody on SmackDown? I don't know if they just run back the same like storyline though. How else do you get Cody on SmackDown now? That's a good point. <sighs> they took the tag titles off him. So now even that vehicle has technically gone. I And they use Kevin Owens in the trade package. So again that vehicle has technically gone. So the only vehicle to get him to face Roman. Well, I mean maybe there's like yeah, or they just <laughs> say, fuck them. Go back to AEW. <laughs> Finish your story if, somewhere else. You dumb if bitch. Cody doesn't win this year, it's so this fun. is for it's nothing. the funniest thing in wrestling history. It is the most comedic shit and the most pettiest thing. It's like Triple H said, you remember when you broke the throne, bitch? <laughs> I really don't know. Like, It's going to be interesting if he does win what the discourse becomes about like was it worth him not winning for that one year no i how loud does that pop become it's not the same like that's the issue it's because they haven't told this story of recovery right like everyone was saying he's gonna go through his hard own hard times but he didn't really he won a title During this time, he beat Brock twice. What struggle has he gone through? Well, I think he he, they could have had him beat Brock twice and still had like an interesting storyline baked into it. But here was the thing: kind of like three matches between two top tier wrestlers. But here was the issue I had: like I never got why. Like, okay, so first YouTube video I made, right, was the interesting case of Cody Rhodes, which is, I think, the interesting case of him going to WWE. Now, that was the first video I created, and I said, the main thing is, you cannot fumble this, because then, if you fumble this, you do cut off a pathway to ever poach talent from AEW. No, which they're always going to be able to poach talent. I think no matter what I think Cody Rhodes, they're always going to be able to poach talent, especially with the way AEW is now. But like, they will, but I don't think you would be... I think it would hurt to a point because you would see that... It's kind of like this. I remember when Sting said why he never went to WWE early. And it's the way that they ended up treating Booker T early. And it turned off him. And it turned off a lot of wrestlers. So it was like, how do you treat Cody early? Because it can turn off a lot of people from yeah, thinking, yeah, hey... Every other wrestler from WCW ended up going to WWE. 
of like note. Some yeah, pretty much. But it I would was still the only say holdout. Famously, was the only famously. But I think UW is no longer the creative utopia people like imagine it being. Well, this is the thing. I think wrestling's in a place where you don't need to go. You don't need to go to these places. Like there's enough money and people making enough money where you don't need to. There's enough options out there where it's just like, look, the Indies is a hard life. Listen, Indies is a hard life, but also hard life. WWE is never calling for you. It's not like you can't find some place. It's not like if WWE never comes calling for you, you can like there's certain people I see. I don't think there's New Japan. um, Like there's certain people I don't think are ever going to step foot in WWE. I don't think. I'll be honest with you. When I look at like Impact, I don't think Jordan Grace is ever going to step into WWE. No, I don't think Jordan Grace. Hey, it's now TNA. TNA, excuse me, TNA. Now they're back. But like, look at those people. Like you had the Chris Sabans, you have Alex Shelley. They never stepped foot in what? Why is it? I didn't see the pay per view. It's but did you saw the news? I did see that they announced it. I don't know why though. Why? I'm so curious. Like. There's an announcement, but I there was like I guess there's like an announcement notice thing. I didn't get a chance to read it. I just I, saw the I read it and I watched the video. I still don't know why. Like, is it a maybe that, they have another show tonight? So maybe they might talk about it on the show. Yeah, that's They're true. Bound, to, it's, bound for glory tonight. Wrestling so. has a nostalgia problem. You know, we're we're living in the best, like it's the best wrestling in the history yes. ever. Like match for match, yeah. Of and course, people still want to see like you know fucking Bubba Ray Dudley on the television. It, it's we're all yearning for like a past where wrestling was in the mainstream. Because you have too many people visibly in the public talking about how this is not as good as it used to be when it actually is like when you have people talking about like, Oh, people don't know how to make heat. Here's the issue I have. And I mean, people might look at us weird for saying this, but I feel too many former wrestlers have microphones. Maybe some of y'all sure. should shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> to me in ring possibilities, shit's been as good as it's ever fucking been. It's the like, best. It's anyway, the best. Like, it's the best. Because it like is. we came off of that boom era where wrestling yeah. was in the mainstream and everybody was watching it, and so mm-hmm. many people watched it, and then right at that same time, YouTube came into play, and yep. people didn't need to trade tapes, so now people could watch every style. Exactly. And it became so big that with more athletes want to become professional wrestlers, mm-hmm. and they can watch every style, the combination birthed the greatest generation of wrestlers ever. And yeah. frankly, it's not even fucking close. No. I don't think you have... This is the most in-ring talented generation we'll get. Now, is are the promos and character work? That's a whole different conversation. But I'm saying match for match in the actual yeah. professional wrestling of it. No. Not even close. I haven't even seen Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay, but I'm probably going to guarantee that shit is probably fucking fantastic. It's going to be incredible. And he has another match tonight with Josh Alexander. Do you know how fucking nuts that is that he's having two matches back-to-back nights with top top wrestlers in the world, and both of them could be in match of the year? Mind you, Bailey or Ospreay. 
has a match with Josh Alexander tonight. Osprey. Gotcha. So Osprey has another match with Josh Alexander tonight. He just had one with Mike Bailey last night. Mind you, he done had two matches with fucking Kenny Omega this year. He had the match with Naito during the G1. The man has been batting in the upper 900 percentile. Like, he ain't really missing at this point. In ring, there's no one really doing shit like some of these people. Like, there's some people that's doing shit I don't even think is fucking imaginable. I have, have you seen Ninja Mac? Ninja Mac do shit where I'm like, this shit don't make no fucking sense. He did a, <laughs> six, he did a 630 Phoenix Splash Centon. That shit sounds like I made it up on 2K23. But I think the thing that people get hung up on is, is it the best stories? I won't say yes. I think that's up to everyone's own taste. If we're talking in ring, there is some objectivity to it. Yeah, there's some stories there that that are great. There are some stories that had potential to have run their course. And I think... Like promos too, have like promos and character work. As I mentioned before, we can get into this now. Then mm-hmm. has taken a sharp downturn. Like you can go watch any promo from NWA, mm-hmm. um, uh, Atlantic Wrestling, Mid Atlantic Wrestling, or even Attitude Era. Yeah, and it's it's not even close. It's it's the believability. Like, yeah, some of the stuff they're saying is silly, but yeah. like the, at least the believability in what in, in both what we're watching and the way the wrestler says it, they believe it in what they're saying. Yeah. The stories that they're telling in their promos is much better. Um yeah. and you can blame my kind of, you know, it's wrestling used to be even in the background and the backstage was constant storytelling. Um, yeah. In the locker rooms, you're traveling all the time. You're in cars mm-hmm. all the time. How are you going to fill time? You're going to tell stories. And right. now you can, you know, do shit on your phone, which is fine. That's yeah. life. You got to grow up. I mean, or the world has changed. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you can blame scripted promos. Um, you can blame a bunch of things. But I, mm-hmm. I do believe, and, and I mean, you can also blame that people don't love, people are more concerned with their in-ring ability than crafting their character. Yeah, I can see that too. There's the Chris Jericho story of like um, QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler doing like 630s in the ring one day and being like, well, why are you doing this? Like just mm-hmm. to pop yourselves? Like, yeah, don't you got to... Like you got to figure out your character, and neither of those guys got over until they committed to their character. Brandon mm-hmm. Cutler being a geek, and QT Marshall being a sniveling heel. Yeah, who leads other sniveling heels? See, but I would say there are there are moments where it's like where there is a you can still see it come through, right? Like a perfect example is. Like, the one thing that works for Hangman, don't matter where Hangman is, when he talks, he connects to the crowd instantly. Yeah. Hangman because he's, he's the best actor in professional wrestling. Not the best promo, but the he has, he's able to layer in. Uh, sometimes I don't think he's acting. <laughs> like, when he talked to Mox about, you know, I'm taking the medication because I can't sleep and everything and, like, yeah. hitting himself. Like, that felt 
Like he was really going through that. Well, promos are usually one dimensional. Like in mm-hmm. the delivery is one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, you know, into the flat performance. Right. But Hangman delivers his with enough emotion that it feels um, multifaceted. And it feels more of a, a great actor in a great movie delivering a great monologue than yes. what he does a promo. And although he's also part of the wrestler playing a wrestler mm-hmm. um, theme, and he he's able to have a distinct character and why he's been one of the best baby faces um, yeah. of the past decade is that, you know, anxious millennial cowboy. He has the same struggles that we all have. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of us. I think also this generation of fans need something different than the last generation. Sure. Because I oh. feel like there are moments where I look at Will Ospreay's, like two of his promos in my mind instantly come to mind. Like the one with him and Jericho when they signed in that contract. To oh. me, that was amazing because it resonated as real. Like I think we're in a generation now where it's like you do have to make something real to resonate with the fans. Because when I think about fucking Eddie, Eddie just feels like my uncle. Like my uncle just talking some shit, like when he's so passionate and he's so realistic. Yeah. When I think about the Osprey one and the one from Wrestle Kingdom with him and Kenny, where they got face to face in the beginning of the year and he's talking about his friend who passed away while he had to stay in a fucking box in Japan while you went to America. I'm like, there are moments with some promos really connect with people. And there are some moments where characters like to me, I love the character of Swerve right now. Swerve's character has, he's become a character of this person of like, I'm going to win by any means. And I'm going to let you know, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like no one gives a damn more than I do. And you're going, we're going to go to war about it. And I don't care what I do. And I love the character. Julia Hart's a perfect character. When I look at her for the House of Black. Like that character of like the song, the presentation, how she got over very quick going in the wrestle dream. And it was just one, the character, the presentation. It's a lot of stuff, but it also has to be something that people can just bite into. Like people are not into characters that don't feel realistic anymore. Like I feel like they need something like to really feel like this is real. Like this feels like genuine. A grounding. Grounding, yeah, because like you right. need something where it's like, why is this person wrestling? Yeah, like Jack Perry to me got over when he turned heel because it felt real, like it really felt like he was a little dickhead, like it really felt like everything he did as like a little annoying asshole is really who he is. I never liked him, I, I thought like he, his best match is still the 10 minute draw he had with Chris Jericho. I really, really like ever. I've never, his, I've never seen a better match from him. I felt um, like his match with Kenny for the belt was was pretty good. I felt like his four. I felt like the four way was good. Him and RVD was good. Well, like oh, oh yeah, the four way was good. Um, yeah, but like the four way was like good him. because of him. Got you, got you. Like I didn't walk I away from that. Like ah, Jack Perry killed it. It was the but what I mean is, most imperson- important person in that four-man match. That's saying a lot when Sammy's in the ring. Um, 
Yeah, those that's like those four pillars is really just two towers. The issue with Sammy four is people. Sammy just I will say this to the day I die. The worst thing that Sammy ever did was create a blog. <laughs> I think the worst thing that happened is they just dicked around with his character too much. They, no, because they, it seemed like they were always desperate to make him a face. And like, but here's the thing. He wasn't good. He actually, if I went back and looked this up, I like watched some of the episodes. He was hot after he beat Miro. He was hot. He was the issue was to be. He was pretty hot. Like I was going back, like, you know, I have fight. I use a VPN to watch stuff. But and he was in some of very hot segments. Breaking the law. It, breaking the law. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. But the issue was once his real life started to come out into stuff with like Ty Conti and you know he proposed to his fiance while he had the belt and all that. I lied. Was, That's that will I think that is funnier than the Cody Rhodes thing. That is the funniest thing in wrestling history. <laughs> Even first, yeah, you, you will forget about that. He did that when he was TNT champion in his hometown. <laughs> from his from his person that he you know put on in his blog right. you know and then people found out and people was like oh he's cheating on her with ty and you know, then it just kind of damaged both of them because ty was a baby fan she was a transitional fiance <laughs> <laughs> yo you gotta chill you gotta chill <laughs> Listen, but, hey, I've been the transitional boy. I get it. <laughs> Listen, I'm a ski coach. I've there's a lot of girls who want to <laughs> who want to just have a roll in the snow with like, a boy for like four months. And Dean, it hurts every time. And every time I trick myself <laughs> into believing this one's gonna be different. <laughs> but the thing was, you know, they really wanted him to succeed. You know, because if you look at he was good at that point, and then his personal life, his personal life, and then what was homie name from America's Top Team? I tried to repress him all the time. Dan the one that talked about it. Yes, that motherfucker didn't make it better. I love Dan Lambert. Here was the issue I have. His job was to get heat, but him talking about all the stuff that was real with Ty turned the crown on Sammy even more. Uh, but they were already wet, ready to hate Sammy. They were, but that just was just like, yeah, we can't. And when the heel ends up being right and the fans are with the heel, it does not help. But it, it wasn't going to matter. They were going to boo Sammy no matter what. They were, but I think the thing with Sammy is, if I'll be honest, the Jericho thing is the first time where it just feels like, okay, this actually makes sense why you would turn heel on Jericho because Jericho's a dick. It just really sits right there. Like it presents itself. But it's like Jack, him being here was the first time I actually cared about Jack Perry. Yeah, agreed. And, and that was yeah, the first time when he, he had some. I, I, I do, I did love um, the Jurassic Express. Um, I liked they, them as a team. They had I was a there when very good matches as a team. I was there when they won the belt. So, you know, I do appreciate them. Like, you know, they're cool. But to me, it felt like a gimmick. It didn't feel realistic. I mean, Luchasaurus is just, it feels weird. Like you're a fucking dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> it's the easiest it's explanation a, ever. 
Like, who is that? Oh, he's a dinosaur. Yeah, but we're kind of out of those gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have those gimmicks in wrestling anymore. If you really look at it, how many people walking around? He's a dinosaur. Yeah, he needs, he needs a sock. Take he's the mask dinosaur. off, brother. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> what do you think is hot right now in AEW? Uh, what do I think is hot right now in AEW? I yeah. think... Did you watch this week? Yeah. Okay. I think what is very interesting is is the the bit we talked. Sorry, people, we had a pilot, but we <laughs> but the build around MJF is getting very interesting um, because you can now because Warlow made it clear. I'm here to kill him. <laughs> he made it clear. I'm here to kill him. You have the Jay White coming. You have Samoa Joe coming. You're building a picture that's interesting there. I am loving, because I didn't finish Collision. I don't know if you saw Collision this week. I still have to watch the next hour of it. Um, But they got Brian Danielson in like match of the fucking week every week. And I am loving it. Him and Andrade beat the fuck out of each other. And that is my jam. That is my jam. And they just show who's the next person. And I'm just like, hook it to my veins. Give it to me. Just give it to me. Um, I like this idea that... Sorry, did you want to finish? Uh, You go ahead and then I'll finish up. I like this idea of everything revolves around the world championship. Um, It's something that doesn't happen a lot in wrestling. It's something that early... Well, not early, I guess... The early relaunch of NWA, like early in NWA power. Um, I never watched. Oh, so you're going to have to tell me. It was so good, bro. Uh, <laughs> they made everything revolves around the, the world championship. Mm-hmm. Television championship revolves around the world championship. Everything the wrestlers do revolve around the world championship. Right. And that's what it should be. If, if this is the product you're going for. Um, yeah. And it's... It's something that AEW has flirted with before, but it seems like right now they're really committing to it with so many sharks in the water circling this, you know, piece of meat that is the world championship. Which it should be, especially because of the character of who MJF is as this, like, I am a scumbag, but I've never really made friends and the only friend I have is gone. Yes. Like, um, yeah, that's that's excellent. That's, that's incredible storytelling. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a good guy now, but I still have to pay for the sins of my past. Yeah. Um, and he's... But there's a difference between liking the idea and the execution of it. I would say, to finish up the thing... And, and I think it's building in the right direction. Um, it is. Well, we'll see. Go on. Um... I am very much. I might be in a minority. I'm loving the idea of a Swerve Hangman too, because I do feel like this is going to be a stipulation. Who likes Swerve Hangman too? I think people love it. I think people don't like the idea that people are saying. This was a discussion earlier this week. I don't. I deleted Twitter a couple of times. Like I don't keep it on my iPhone, but oh, sometimes wow. people message me. Good for you. It's better for my health. You think it's um, better than me? Sorry. But there are people who was like, it's Swerve heavyweight, it's Swerve championship material. And I was like, I don't understand. Of course he is. Like, he's, there, he's the total package. People were saying that he's not championship. And he was quote retweeting them. On and the Twitter like, sphere? Yes. Well, like, 
I don't, I think my, in the words of Dave Chappelle, I don't care what Twitter says because Twitter is not a real place. Exactly. Right? So, but I'm, I'm very interested on where they're going to take part two. Because I think what's going to happen this week, my hypothesis is that arm breaker spot that he did to Hangman in the match where he like he does the arm breaker with like the hyper extension of the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to do it to Matt Jackson because everybody knows Matt Jackson's had a torn bicep for like months now and they have a six man tag. Every, everybody's known that. They I mean he had the cast on during goddamn fucking double or nothing. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Matt Jackson's been wrestling with a torn bicep since like double or nothing. Matt or Nick? Which one? Not the ah, one. I don't know face, either. But I get them mixed up. Not the one who faced Phoenix. The other one. The one who always does Northern Lights like locomotion. Matt. Yeah, he's had a torn bicep. Okay. No, I didn't. So, yeah, he's had a torn bicep since May. That's why. So, like, he, they wasn't even sure if he was going to do blood and guts and anything because he had a he's had a torn bicep. So that's why sometimes they're on TV, but then they're not because he's been fucking injured. Yeah. So I Swerve said, you know, in his promo, you know, be careful of the people around you. Well, you know, be careful with the people around you because he I think they're probably gonna start attacking and taking out the young bucks and it kind of furthers this hangman now I'm getting my friends hurt for getting them involved in my stuff and how far do they go? Again, I want a hell of war match from Lucha Underground. Bring that for me for Hangman swerve i mean i think, I think definitely hangman's definitely gonna win the second one i don't think we'll have that. swerve put like they're good they're they're obviously doing a program yeah you get three matches um and so to have a third match you're gonna have to have hangman win the second one or if you know because i am someone who wants to see swerve win the title i have no problem with swerve winning a second one but if he does win the title, Hangman would be someone who beats him. So you're having Swerve be the guy who takes the title off of MJF. Max. It's either him or it's Jay White to me. Because I don't think, like, as much as I love Warlow and I love Joe, I don't have a problem with it's Max having to go through his gauntlet of, like, his war of people, like, because they also tease Kenny. I don't mind him having to face Wardlow, him having to face Joe, him having to face Kenny, and then it's Swerve that picks, that just picks him apart. I would go, you know, if, if I had the book, I'm going the opposite mm-hmm. way. Because so I'm going, mm-hmm. he's going Kenny, Swerve, Switchblade, maybe not in that order, but whatever. Yeah, we know no, Switchblade. We'll, that would be the next three opponents for him. Uh, okay. Go two, because you can't have go mention it and talk about wanting to do a second match and not having that second match. He's going to get that. Match. He's going to get that. So, match. Now, so now we're at we're at uh, Switchblade, Kenny, mm. uh, Joe, and then those take out those three, and then mm. you have Swerve do a match with him um, mm. after this Hangman Swerve program is over. Yeah, so Swerve is busy until. These like this trio is taken out, mm-hmm. and then you do Wardlow, and now and Wardlow wins. Wardlow Wardlow wins as a heel. Mm-hmm. Wardlow becomes 
MJF's kryptonite. It's that one guy MJF can't beat. Kind of like like a Sabu okay. uh, Taz back in ECW. Yeah. Like, Taz can beat everybody, but for whatever reason, he can't beat Sabu. Gotcha. It's the one guy that no matter what, MJF can't beat. And furthermore, it becomes the ultimate um, full circle reconciliation moment of, like I mentioned before, MJF has to face the sins of his past. And here comes this monster of who he sinned the worst, both backstage and in front of the camera. Both in, I gave you this great push, but because I was so hot, I eclipsed you and overshadowed you. And I and I, I treated you like shit when you were my security guard. Are you into comics? Uh, I am. Uh, I actually recently okay. got into them. All right. So how, you know who Doomsday is for... Yeah. Uh, so basically, Warlow is MJF's Doomsday. Like, that should be the person... Who pretty much is just like, I'm going to, like, this is it. Like, we're ending you. Like, I'm going, because to me, I don't mind the Wardlow being that person. I think I like the way they subtly, because Wardlow's not getting a match at full gear against MJF. We know that. We it's, can it's see gonna, that. I think it's going to be a minute. And I think you can just have Wardlow destroy people yeah. for a while. Maybe put mm-hmm. him in one program. Um, where it's not a squash match. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know who that opponent is. I don't have an idea. A Dustin Rhodes could actually be a cool thing. Um, I'm trying to think. Dustin Rhodes in a standing up for AEW sort of way. Um, Particularly if you keep having him run over like AEW old heads like Matt Seidel. Yeah. That's that's just an idea though uh, of where it could go. But a program like that. Yeah, I'm that not. That program against, keeps him busy as um, MJF deals uh, with his other opponents that are on the list right now, and yeah. then down the line, you do it at Double or Nothing in Vegas. Oh, so you want MJF to hold the title to Double or Nothing? I'm talking Revolution. I would mean? do it at Double or Nothing. I think if we're doing Double or Nothing, see, you have here you're at Double or Nothing, and then you can even have. Adam Cole cost him the title. And this way... Adam, there we go. This way, okay. MJF is is immediately busy after, yeah. after okay. he loses the title. And you have... You can put him right back on television. Because See, because I would have... We're going to keep it on it. You can't have mm-hmm. AEW without MJF right now. And I've been no. on record as I don't even think that MJF's reign statistic... I mean, factually, statistically, his... Um, his numbers aren't that great in terms of hey, draw. I will tell you this. I've, there's, I've unfortunate people. Maybe one day we'll release the pilot just for the just fuck for we need it. Um, I had sent that to a few people. The very response I got from a few different assortment of people is you're fucking bugging. And I was told to let you know you're fucking bugging. <laughs> the numbers. But here's the thing. If we're looking at and I hate as fans, as a fan personally, not all of us, me personally. I I, I, I don't I don't want to I don't, don't want to be the, the, the viewership guy. Um I don't like it. Because look, this week, what there was not there was they was right, they they had damn near what they NXT had last yeah, week. They hit it was on their, so it's like I I think the issue is one, 
fall is always a tricky season. You have MLB playoffs, you have college football, you have regular football. Yeah, a lot of sports is going on right now. This is a very awkward time. Usually, their numbers do better after full care. Numbers before full gear is a little weird. But also, I I'm think, talking, but I'm also talking about live attendance. Live attendance. Which is and I will prove that I've said this before. They got to get better at their promotion. And this past week showed me they need to get better at their promotion. Because look how quick they went up in tickets from Friday to Wednesday. <laughs> they moved like nearly 3,000 tickets from Friday to Wednesday. And I, They just have to get better at promotion. And I think... There's a person who one of their one of WWE's higher professional people when it came down for promotions got released. Hire her. She knows what the fuck she's doing. Hire her. Let her run promotion. She knows what she's doing. She's coming from a fucking juggernaut. She can come and do her job here. It's just easier to promote. But when it comes down to MJF, I love your booking. I don't have an issue with it. I do think though. To me, if you're doing the Wardlow story. Now, they haven't confirmed that there's a December pay-per-view. There's a word that there is. They haven't confirmed shit. But if you're doing that December pay-per-view, I think you have to do it between then or Revolution. Because I think you do run the... The issue with Wardlow is, yes, we can love these squashes and things of that nature. But it's kind of like, I need something a little bit more to bite my teeth into. Well, and if you're going to wait till a program his way. I, I do, yeah, I do like the whole, you know, standing up for AEW thing. Like, hey, you got to respect your people because I push down Tony. If you just have him, like, wilding in the back, like, I don't give a fuck. You guys have cost me, but no one's cost me more than that guy. Yeah. That can be something, I think. Because the thing about Warlow's character is, he's not wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> that's what makes the best heels. Yes, that's what I'm but- saying. If we're going to talk comics, the best heel in MCU movie history is Killmonger. Oh, Killmonger. Point. He did have a point. Now, is it the same as Killmonger in the fucking comics? No, and I'll save that for another day. (laughs) Because Killmonger was like, everybody can get it. Not just... (laughs) All of that. Of course. Anyway, back back on point. (laughs) But... I agree. I think the thing is you do need a heel with a justified point. I think Warlow becomes that. Yeah. I think the interesting I'm thing. I'm, yeah. I've destroyed MJF before, and I'll do it again. And he's the only person who's done it in that manner. Mm-hmm. And I'll burn this Ever. whole motherfucker to the ground with me mm-hmm. because you people are the only people that has ever held me back. Yeah. You, 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 fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And you, but you, my thing is if so if I did the swerve one, right? This would be, this would be my way I would book it. I would do you know, he has Jay White. I would do Joe at Winter is Coming. Um Yeah. I would I would they do Kenny. Get another pay per view match. No, I think just having them in a 30-minute TV match is perfect. I don't think... Well, they never had a pay-per-view match. That was Grand Slam. Oh, you're right. They never had a pay-per-view match. You're right, you're right, you're right. Excuse me. So, um, them in, like, another TV special is perfectly fine. 
Because uh, AEW hasn't done crazy amounts of TV specials. They need to get back to that. I want them to get back to that. I mean, I would much prefer uh, TV specials for pay-per-views. But that's just not the reality we're going to be living in. If they get a max streaming deal, I don't give a fuck what they do. Because at that point, I, I don't pay for I don't pay for max. Um, somebody else does. <laughs> somebody else does. My daddy pays for my max. My actual yeah. dad, by the way, not my sugar daddy. I feel like we're going to have to open the next episode about your sugar daddy. But anyway, I don't um, have a sugar daddy. I had a sugar mom for a minute. She was a lawyer. Save that. Save that for episode two. We'll start that off. <laughs> But, you know, I'm fine with them getting another match. I think Joe and him, it, it, the ending left it where it could lead to another match. So I'm fine with it. Um, I think you could do, Joe, yeah, Jay White, Joe. I think you do Kenny. You have uh, to do Kenny at this point. You have to do Kenny. It's going to happen. I think I just do wonder, do you hold off on Kenny till Revolution, or do you do Kenny on... Th- I don't want to see him and Kenny on TV. I want to see it at Revolution. I want to see a pay-per-view. Like, if I'm paying to see MJF, they've never interacted before Wednesday. For I, gotta, five fucking I, I have a feeling they're going to shotgun it, and, like, we're going to get it, like, next collision. No! Because, no. They're gonna, because Kenny's going to want it before MJF breaks his record. That's the whole no, no, no. That's the. I'm not saying I want it that way, but like that's the story they've created. Is Kenny doesn't want his record broken. I can see reality settling into you. Okay, here's what I see, and this is a possibility because Jay White teamed with Takeshita and All In. I would not be surprised if they set up the match interference from Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita. And like then it turns into like a three-man or a six-man tag. Between? Jay White, Juice, Takeshita, Kenny, MJF. I don't know who the fucking next person would be. No, I mean, they don't really love... Yeah, I don't see that happening. There's no way. There's no way you're giving, huh? It would probably be uh, not. It would probably be Hangman at that point. Probably. Um, but I don't. You know, or you do Jay White to catch the swerve. I don't love mixing factions. Um, I I I also don't love mixing factions who are hot on their own right. Um, and I just think that's where it's going. Like, what is it? It was 13 days on Wednesday, which means we're at 10 now. Yeah. Which means Saturday collision is right before. No, no, it's going to happen. No, they can't. They can't. They're going to do it. They can't. They're going to do it. They can't. Why? Why? Why don't you want it? Because it's just, it's happening too quickly? Or you think it should be a pay-per-view match? That, you... Kenny Omega MJF first time match does not sound main event pay per view. I'm not again. I know you're not disagreeing, not but I'm just saying, saying yes or no. I'm I'm trying. You're the it does yes. Okay. Uh, you're the optimistic uh, fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the practical one. It's it's the same like and it's the same with MJF's championship run. I have loved MJF's championship run. I've loved the promos. I love the matches. Uh, objectively, 
attendance and ratings have been down. Are there auxiliary factors? Yes. Yes. I don't think it's all MJF. I don't but I think, think I, I just I, I I think it's important to point out that these things happen. And like yeah. Kevin Nash won the chip once upon a time, numbers went down, and he never sniffed the world title again. You know, these things is kind of, you know, making money is how pro wrestling is measured. It's how every business is measured. And I understand. Champion needs to draw. Um I could also very easily be swayed with like without MJF's championship reign, things would be even worse than they are now. See, but I don't think okay. I think that's where me and you do see things very different because I like I knew 2021 wasn't something like that 2021 time of like all out all the way to I'd say what double or nothing 2022 I think it went all the way till then it was never there was no way to logistically keep that going long there's no way only way you could have done it longer Danielson doesn't catch a concussion Punk doesn't break his foot Like you need You need some shit to really happen yeah. Punk breaking his foot was what Derailed that shit no, but If Danielson doesn't have a concussion We get Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson On the first Forbidden Door We don't get Claudio's debut but I, also, I also think the booking has changed The booking has changed But I think the booking has changed Also because the, the AEW has been for some reason So long There's just been some weird snake bites Like for some I, reason I like wrestling like at certain times You're you just There's an injury bug Like it's just Well not like, just that Law like of averages, Phoenix, it's going to hit everybody at the same time at a bad point. It's like a baseball season, 162 games. Like You're going to yeah. have two or three guys who would have slumped at the same time. But at the same point, you have the like perfect example recently. Phoenix wasn't supposed to get the title because he had visa issues coming up. His visa wasn't going to allow him to come into America. So that like or work. That's why that is actually that's perfect for the international championship if he could only defend it in Mexico. <laughs> An international champion who can't leave well, his own borders. Well, but you gotta remember he stopped working with AAA. Yeah. So it's like he was screwed. He's just what is he gonna do? <laughs> so it was like so it was like that was the issue. He wasn't supposed to win it. Mox gets a fucking freak concussion. <laughs> and then you kind of derailed what was going to go there. Danielson gets hurt, gets concussed. You gotta remember, Danielson got concussed. Adam Cole got concussed. Fucking Punk broke his foot. Adam Cole, we thought his career was fucking over after Forbidden Door because fucking Okada done drop kicked him too hard to the back of the goddamn skull. <laughs> well, not drop kicked him, but he, he uh, hit him no, too No, no, I totally understand all that. Um, I so also- it's like... I also like think MJF ushered in an era of a more sports entertainment based product that AEW yeah. never embraced before. Um, especially when he goes out there and like chants shit like tofu. Um, this is also the most Max has been on TV. This is the most he's ever had to do it. Like the thing with Max was Max was kind of a spectacle. You see him when he's in a program. And then he disappears for a little bit. I mean, that was his gimmick. Like, I don't even think it was a spectacle. Like, his gimmick was, I'm too rich and too privileged to be here. Right, but that's what that's also made Max. 
Because if you remember, people was like, I don't even think Max can even wrestle. And then him and Darby at the beginning of fucking, what is that, Full Gear 2021 oh tore the shit up. And people was like, oh, right. When he gets in the ring, he's like one of the best. I forgot about that. And then he had the punk feud. Then he had, you know, he always, he had these breaks where it's like, you don't need him on. But when you're your champion, it's different. And he's the first champion to have where he didn't, where he wasn't on TV all the time before his reign. Like his whole thing was really more of like, I don't need to be on TV. But the thing is like, you kind of do need him more now. And now it's like, oh, not only do you need him more now, the fucking fans want to cheer him. So it's a complete overhaul of who the fuck you had. And it's like, cause, and the thing is, the reason why I don't believe it was bad I remember in July, I went to... I, I don't believe it's all him, all his whole ring. I remember when I went to Collision in um, Jersey, at the Prudential Center. That crowd was hot. It was full. It was hot. Like, it was full. And it was... I, I really full. think... Hot and full. I really think, between all the bullshit that happened at All In, really affected the customer wanting yeah and it wasn't really max yeah and it wasn't max yeah and i think he just happens to be the person because you are the big person like the person that has this level of status you do have you do have to bear that you have once you have the crown you wear all you know heavy is the person who heavy is the crown on the person who wears it like you have where's the crown bam i am fumbling my words but it's like he had to wear that you have to wear that yo this is like a downtime but i don't think it's impossible for them i think they need to change uh, they need to come up with a little bit of a drastic strategy but it's the fact these buildings are booked so far ahead of time it it's going to require a different maneuver i think the 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 how quickly everything changed happened so quick on the fly because yeah, eight weeks I mean, ago they weren't cold no, they were cold of weeks ago. Eight weeks ago? Eight, eight weeks, weeks ago. ago? Eight weeks ago. I mean, they weren't as cold as they are now, but it was pretty cold. Eight weeks ago was going into All In. It was hot going into All In. No, I think buildings were already pretty empty. Ratings were down. No, like building ratings were not down. If you go look at it, their first real down show is After Punk Got Fired. Their first real down attendance is After Punk Got Fired. So they damn because they were doing really good after because they were doing that con, that Canada tour, like maybe Collision when they was in Canada was a little spotty, but that also was a weird fucking area of Canada. That's when everybody couldn't travel to that part of Canada. So that coming out of that was a little weird, but they were still doing good because I remember when I went to Collision, it was like, oh, this is pretty packed. Like, oh, this shit started to really sell like towards the days. In July, like it was like in August, it was doing okay, it was doing good. And then once the punk firing, all that other shit happened, it was just like, Ugh. maybe I'm just upset still that they they took away the rankings and they took away the rankings during MJF's title reign. I never liked the rankings. Love the rankings, and it was like I also love the rankings, and I think it's also part of like listen, the booking has changed because 
the first idea of AEW was like, we're going to have rankings. It's an idea that's been around pro wrestling that people have wanted to see in pro wrestling for some time. And you know what? We're going to do it. It's also an idea of somebody who's currently in WWE, but I won't, you know. I don't, but like, so what? I mean, that's more, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it changed. It changed because one of the EVPs ain't there. You <laughs> can't keep his good ideas. Yeah, but I mean, also like, I'm not saying all. I'm not saying get rid of all his ideas, but I do feel. Am I against the rankings? No, I think the rankings made easy storytelling. It I did make harder. You think the rankings made harder? I think it made it easy because you could yeah. see who was number one. You could see who by them. And even, that's even, true. Um. And it made it, and I think that's why they got rid of them because you were book, you know, you had to book yourself. Mm. You, it was easier for the company for wrestlers to be booked into a corner with the rankings. Yes, I will say that that was another thing. And then it was like, then you have to question, wait, why is this person getting? Like I remember with FTR, because there was, was no transparency. One. Yeah, I remember with FTR, there was like. They were like the number one book tag team for like Mad Long. And it was just like, right. why are they not getting a tag title? Right, exactly. And then it was like, I think that's why you get rid of the, the, the rankings because it's like, uh, this makes it tough because we kind of don't want, and they do, I mean, and if you're doing more pay-per-views. Because they can't you, lose and also you can't have them sitting atop of the rankings and not getting exactly. a tag match. Exactly. But that also forces you to put your do something. people against each other. Which yeah. Is, been missing from AEW for a minute now, and people have noted has been missing from AEW for a minute now. I ain't been missing recently. We've been getting that every fucking week, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Keep it coming. All but, right, you wrap there. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just about to say I didn't finish the booking that I had an idea for. Finish, 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 finish. Uh, let me finish that before we head the hell up out of here. I would do Kenny. I would do Kenny. And MJF, I don't want to do it on TV, but I kind of would. I think there is something in somebody might. I feel like someone's going to see this and hate this. I have no problem with MJF and Kenny going to a draw, a sixty-minute draw. I think that'd be great. Because here's the thing: Kenny has a right to say he deserves a shot at the title. MJF, no, he did not beat Kenny. So then MJF, you do have MJF now feeling like he has to question himself because he's not the bad guy. Like, yeah, I snuck out. It's kind of like he has to be the good guy. Like, oh, fuck. I'm, that was way tougher than I expected. And he, oh, then you still have the thing of like, they still have to settle this. I don't mind you then mixing Swerve beating Kenny for a shot at the title through nefarious means because Swerve doesn't care. That's his whole character. I'm just going to get my W. And then, to me, have Swerve win at Revolution. Because then Swerve's first program can be Kenny. And a Swerve-Kenny match, I'll pay whatever the fuck you want. I'll pay whatever you want to go wherever the fuck you want me to go. To go watch that match. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So... So, Pull my deathmatch wrestler girlfriend story full circle. <laughs> Mark us here. Mm-hmm. She said to me as we sipped our Evan Williams together, 
you don't have to find somebody who loves pro wrestling. You just have to find somebody who loves it with you. And like that to me is like the sense of like, you know, you don't have to have someone whose interests align with you to love. Right. You just have to have somebody who supports your interests and loves it through your eyes. Damn, I love that for the end. I don't even think we need to add anything else. We're just going to leave it right there. We're going to do it right there? Right there. People, thank you for watching this episode. This is our first episode. Uh, please leave us any type of comments below. Let us know how you love it. Uh, we're going to try and get this also on any place where you can listen to podcasts, such as like Apple Podcasts, everything that you can do. Uh, but you can follow me on anything at Life of Dean. Jack, would you like to let them know where they can follow you? Yeah, you can. If you want them to. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Jack Doc Simon, um, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my website is jacksimonmakes.com. There you can find my music videos I've directed, my documentaries for the U.S. ski team, and a bunch of my writing and all that cool stuff. Um, support. Mm. Go, Jack. Go. <laughs> Leave a- Go, wrestling. <laughs> Leave a like and a subscription and we will see you guys later. Doses. Doses.